Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 109 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. My guest this episode is somebody that uh, I think had one of the more interesting tweets that I had seen in a long time. I ran across it. It was a, a had a great photo of uh, two two younger gentlemen and an elderly gentleman in the middle, and the story that went along with it was something that really piqued my curiosity and I uh I wanted to uh invite my guest uh Damien Buttigieg on the show to talk about this photo and the story behind it Damien thanks for coming on this evening I appreciate you taking time out of your day man thanks for inviting me yep it's a pleasure this is absolutely my pleasure as well I the photo that you posted on your your Twitter account uh, about a week and a half ago uh not long after the the D's won the premiership uh, was of you and your brother, Jeremy, and a gentleman by the name of Charlie. And I don't know Charlie's last name, but uh, it, that's not necessarily too terribly important. But, uh, yep. you know, Charlie is somebody who played a huge role in your growing up and growing into becoming a D supporter. And uh Tell us a little bit about, uh, well, first of all, tell me a little bit about your your family and your background, because it really leads into how Charlie factored into this. Yeah, so um, my parents are from Malta. They um, got to um, Australia in 1966. And um, yeah, so both my parents were born in Malta and me and my three brothers were uh, born in Australia. So um, we were all sports mad all four of us and um you know we liked all all types of sports um but you know growing up as a kid myself i, I liked soccer and afl in particular and um when the time came to sort of start watching games my dad was sort of working six seven days a week and didn't really have the time to uh take me or my brothers to any games and um the way we got to meet Charlie was my parents had a bungalow at the back of their property, which they used to rent out. And um, when it was vacant, my father, he had a good mate by the name of Eddie and Charlie was his cousin. So Eddie recommended Charlie to live in our bungalow and Charlie lived in our bungalow for about five or six years from about 1985 to I think it was 89 or 90. So about five years. Okay. And, um, yeah, the way we, the way Charlie started breaking from Melbourne is because his father was from Malta as well, and um, where his father's from, a place called Moster, the uh, colours of their soccer club there are red and blue. So that's how Charlie started to support Melbourne, and um, yeah, and then he started taking me and my brother to the games, and um, yeah, me and my younger brother started, well, we fell in love with, with Melbourne. Okay, so, so- yeah. Did and I I have to ask this question, you know, and again, this was the 1980s while this was going on, but uh, correct yeah. in the in the present day, parents might be a little apprehensive by having a stranger, if you will, taking their kids anywhere. Uh, yeah. How, how did your how did your you know was it something that your parents came up with the idea to say, hey, could you know if you're going to the game, could they tag along and go with you, or was it something that Charlie said to your parents, hey, I'm going and I'd love to take them to the game with me if it's okay with you? Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, it's pretty much Charlie offered to uh, take us to the games. You know, um, he, uh, he he used used to uh, like encourage us how to you know, to play sports and to. Uh, he tried to teach us how to play sport as well. Um, yeah, so we wanted to go to the footy and we didn't have anyone to take us. So, you know, Charlie sort of put his hand up and said, look, if you, you guys you know, don't mind, I'll, I'll take I'll take him with me. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so uh, look, you know, by then he'd been living with us for a year and a half or so and my, my parents become good friends with him. Okay. And, um, yeah, so... Yeah, that's that's how it came about. So, as you as you were going to games, and I'm sure a lot of them were at the MCG, as we were talking about off air. But did you did you get a chance to go into any of the other uh, local parks yeah. where where the VFL games were, before they became the AFL, where they were being played? Yeah, well, I did actually. Um, uh, went to Windy Hill, 
as a young kid, and I remember watching uh, Ricky Jackson light up Ricky, uh, the light up Windy Hill in the last quarter. One game I was about seven or eight, and he was one of my favourite players at the time. Uh, went to the Western Oval a few times, um, or well, Princess Park, it's where um, Carlton Carlton's home base is as well. Went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other. The other ground I went to, well, the other two grounds I went to, I went to Cadinia Park a few times because my, my dad's a Geelong supporter. And um, the other ground I went to was Waverley. And for me, Waverley seemed um, light years away because <laughs> I lived on the other side of town. And um, it would take us about, I oh, say, just over an hour to get to Waverley from where I used to live. And um, I remember always getting car sick. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. was that was that on the trip to the game or to the on the way home? Oh, trip trip to the game. Okay, Most of the time on the way back, I'd, I'd probably be falling asleep. Okay, because you know, I so. was because I was going to ask you, you know, when when you were growing up and you were going to the grounds to the games, that what was your what was your snack that you you know that you know you absolutely had to stop by the the concessions to get to watch the game? Uh, yeah, I, it's funny you say that. There's one time where I remember. Uh, Having a cheeseburger and um, made me sick at the MCG, and I never, <laughs> I never had, a, never, never had a cheese cheeseburger for years after that. Um, you yeah, know, no, no real snack in particular, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, I just remember being, you know, as a kid, Waverley seemed so far away for me. You know? mm-hmm. And and, and now a, now as an adult, does it that drive seem as long to you if you were making that drive as an adult oh, today? It's. It's not really because nowadays you've got better freeways, so it's, it doesn't take it doesn't take as long to get there. Okay. You know, I've got a mate of mine at work. He, he used to live around the corner from Waverley. So, and he that used to be his, like, home ground. So, but, um, yeah, so I did go to a, a, a few other grounds. I haven't been interstate to watch a game, and that's, that's on the list. For me and my um, brother Jeremy and, to watch a game. And and I'm gonna ask you a little bit about it later on here, but that's now something that might be able to happen in the present day. Is it you know, you know, after the most recent couple of days here as we're recording this, because uh, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna ask you a couple of things about the lockdown being done finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so they're pretty much the all the all the grounds I've been to um, you know, in the VFL days slash you know, when it started to convert into the AFL after teams like West Coast and Brisbane coming into the league. So, um, yeah, remember going to those grounds that, you know, AFL games are not, are not played at those grounds anymore, which is a shame because, mm-hmm. you know, suburban, suburban footy is is um, something that uh, is missing nowadays that kids nowadays are missing out on. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, they only played at Marvel or, or the MCG, so in Victoria, anyway. So, so there's there's not or, or Cadillac Park. Yeah. So there's not that opportunity then for you know kids to kind of make the trek to the to the local grounds to see the local the local club play. Then you know to see the well, 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 well the, there is, but then they're not going to see an AFL game like right. a game between, yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, you know, Melbourne and Essendon at Windy Hill or. Um, you know, uh, Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs at Witten Oval. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, maybe the grounds are too small nowadays, but for that, you know, it's, yeah, it's a shame. So, you know, Charlie, Charlie, may, may I ask, what, what what was Charlie doing for a living at this this point in time? Do you, do you remember what his, what uh, his yeah, career worked, was? Yeah, he worked at um, uh, V-Line, which is a, uh, like a, it's a it's a major company uh, rail company. Okay. In, in okay. Victoria. Okay. So he, he worked for them. Um, so he, so he was a he he was a he was a tough man. He was he was a yeah, he was a rail worker. Yeah, yeah he was a he, rail he, worker. Yeah. He was somebody that you wouldn't mess with at all because you know that kind of that kind of work is is rough work. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's he could get fiery and very passionate at the footy as well. Uh huh. He doesn't like Collingwood. Well, he, I, I, he refuses I think, to go to Melbourne Collingwood games because he gets a bit too fired up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and my, my father's just, is a similar 
type of person. My dad gets a bit fiery when he uh, watches Geelong play, and yeah, um, that's why you know me, me, me dad and Charlie got along so well. So. Well, that's and it's it's funny you mentioned that. That's one of the things as as being a, a uh, you know becoming a footy fan so late in life. I, I tell people I said, you know, I, I I know that I hear from the Geelong supporters that I'm not supposed to like Hawthorne. You're not supposed to like. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, I have I have a sticker on the back of my car that says, you know, I support te- two teams, Geelong and whoever's playing Hawthorne. But I, I don't have that in my DNA to really hate any club because it wasn't something that it was steeped. I was steeped in. You know, I don't. I don't. You know, yeah. now the the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, well, I, I, they, yeah. they used they used to be the Cleveland Browns. I despise them. I yeah. despise well, that's, them. That's, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got you've got to grow into it. It's like you know. Yeah. Like a, a, we said off air, I, I support the New York Giants in the NFL. It's like the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. You mm-hmm. know, exactly. Don't like exactly. Each other. So, yep. It's it's in, it's ingrained at an early age. So, so you, yeah, Melbourne's traditional rivals were Collingwood. So that's the reason why right, Charlie right. didn't like Collingwood so right. much. Right. So now, and that and that when you go back and you trace that history, just the fact that there were all of those clubs in the one city it, and it's not like new york and philadelphia or new york yeah. and washington or dallas i mean it's it's like they're 15 blocks away you know that that yeah, kind of thing i mean yeah. it's it's the it's right there and it's it's in your face all the time i mean it's just i guess this is close to a you know what you might see as like you know a, you know gang warfare in a, in a way because you know you people are wearing yeah. your different their different colors and that sort of thing but I, I don't know if that ever it ever led to any kind of look, issues like that outside of the grounds for anybody. But uh. Uh, look, to, to be honest, the, I, I used to go to a lot of local soccer games as well because I played soccer as a kid as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, the AFL crowds, to be honest, they're a little bit more tame compared to a local soccer local soccer game. It was it was a, it was a friendly fam, uh, you know, family atmosphere at, at the footy. Right, it still right. is. Yeah. So, so I've been to a couple of NFL games, and I thought, yeah, it's a bit, you know, bit rowdy, a little bit rowdy compared to an AFL game. But the AFL games, you can sit amongst opposition supporters, and you'd be fine. Yeah, nine times out of ten, you know, or you know, ninety-five times out of a hundred, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and going back to your point about the clubs being so close, uh, the MCG and Richmond's Grand Punt Road is like. 500 meters away right they're basically got, next door yeah yeah and then you got um collingwood's old grand victoria park which is probably another two three k's down the road so yeah, it's just it's so real it's yeah it's, it, it is confined it's real close yeah. the only club really that's away from everything is geelong right, Geelong's right. About 80 kilometers away so yeah, yeah. so you know you had about as you said you had about five years or so where charlie was taking you to games and... Correct. Yeah, and then after he sort of moved out, we kept in touch, and mm-hmm. he'd still take us to games even after he went back to okay. his mum. Yeah, because you, you'd and, mentioned um, you'd mentioned that his mom had 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 an illness, and that he had to kind of be closer to her. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know his his mum, he, he, she um, obviously Charlie's father passed away in the mid nineties, so she was on her own, and he he went to look after her. Okay, and good man. We still, we still um, went to games together, mm-hmm. me, Charlie, and Jeremy together. And up until I was about 20, 21, we'd still go to games together. And then even when we didn't, we'd still meet Charlie at the games. So we still sit in the Olympic stand there. Right. Now, let me ask you this, because we didn't, you know, you mentioned this earlier, you know, you said, you know, early on when you were younger, your dad was working six, seven days a week, that sort of thing. As as you got older, did his schedule slow down to allow him to actually come to some of the games with you? Yeah, um, my dad retired when he was well, he's seventy, he's seventy seven now. So he only re- retired about seven years ago, and he was okay. still working six, seven days a week. Wow. Um, but um, oh, he loved his job that he was doing, and yeah, look, we'd go to uh, Geelong Melbourne games. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he always watches Geelong on the, on TV and that. But um, yeah, was, because he didn't support the same club we did. Right, right. You know, he, we always would rather would rather go to games with Charlie. But he, Charlie, being a Melbourne supporter, you have yeah, more in yeah. common. 
That's you know what I mean. As far as footy so, was, as far as footy was concerned, yeah, was <laughs> yeah, because yeah, 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 I was going to say, I'm, I'm hoping you had a lot more more going along with your dad than <laughs> as far as that went, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, um, so you got into your, you know, you got into your twenties and you were still going to games with him, but then you mentioned uh, in what you'd posted online that you'd you'd kind of lost track of him for several years. Yeah. So what happened was um, about six years ago, his mum passed away. And Charlie's got six brothers and sisters. Okay. So, um, you know, when um, the mother passed away, they decided to sell the house they were, that um, Charlie and his mum were living in. So then um, I don't know how it happened, but we sort of lost contact with him and he moved out, obviously, and went to live in the same suburb, but further, yeah, just in another house. I think initially he started living with his brother Joe and then um, started living with another two guys at a, at a share house. And, um, you know, I kept saying to my dad, I said, I wonder what's happened to Charlie, you know? And he goes, because I've got a feeling he lives in this street because my auntie lives in the same street Charlie lives in now. Okay, okay. And um, I said, are you sure? He goes, look, he goes, he goes, I know one of the guys that lives with him. He goes, but I'm, he goes, I'm not exactly sure which house. He goes, but he goes, I'm not entirely sure. Um, you know, and Charlie didn't have a mobile phone. Toward well, now, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a car either. But um, it's sort of hard to get track of anyone nowadays if you don't have a mobile phone or right, right. You know, you know where they live and um, well, he, yeah. He, he, and then, Here's a dumb question, just off, way off the yep. beaten track, and I just thought of this here. Yeah. Do, do you know with with the advent of mobile phones, does does Australia st- you know does do Australian communities still publish like actual paper phone books, like telephone um, directories? It's funny you say that. I was talking <laughs> to my wife about that a couple of weeks ago because I haven't seen one in years. Okay. <laughs> I used to deliver them to your house for right. free. Right. Yeah, they did it here too. Yeah. Yeah, and. Yeah, I don't, they don't do it anymore. Um, so no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Well, so that that, e- that even make, complicates it even more in terms of tracking him down. Yeah. So especially yeah. You know, everyone I know besides Charlie has a mobile phone. Yeah. You know, you just ring him on the mobile phone, and yeah, away you go. So yeah, so it sort of made it hard to track him down. And you know, when we won the grand final, my older brother Nelson, he. He um he sort of thought thought of the idea. He goes, "Why don't we try and track him down?" Mm-hmm. And um, Jeremy went. Molly, he had a bit of time spared to himself. He he drove down the street that my dad said he lived in, and um, he, he goes, "I couldn't find him." And then um, my older brother Nelson got in contact with one of my cousins and um, this is a cousin at my auntie. My auntie lives in the same street. And um, my cousin Brian said to my brother Nelson, he said, I'm pretty sure it's the white weatherboard house with the brick fence. (laughs) So the week after the grand final, we went past and um, knocked on the door. No one answered the door. And then um, we went for a walk. I thought, we'll try one more time. Knocked on the door. And one of his um, roommates uh, answered the door and said, Charlie's not here at the moment, but I'll let let him know that he's come past. So um, Brother Nelson goes, do you want to try again next week? Anyway, next week I was busy with work, so I couldn't do it. And then Uh we tried again the following week. And um, yeah, we had a bit of luck. He was there. Good, good. And he was, he was, um, he was quite happy to see us. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say the reunion, a yeah. you know, you, lot of smiles in the pictures, in the picture you shared yeah. there, you know, any, any tears at all or anything like that, that, you know, that. Uh... No, he, he said to me, I said, I said, Charlie, I said, what did you feel? What did you do when we won? The grand final because I remember I watched the 2000 grand final with Charlie at the the Melbourne Demons Social Club 
back in, uh, used to be in, I think it was in Bentley back back then. And um, on the way home, we were at the lights and Charlie started bawling his eyes out because he didn't think we were going to ever win uh, another grand final in his lifetime. Uh-huh. Because I think the last time Charlie saw a grand final in 64, I think Charlie was 11 years old. Wow. So he said um, he didn't think he'd see one. So, and he kept telling me and telling me every year, like, the only thing I want to do before I die is watch Melbourne Grand Final. Well, I, and I, um, I kind of feel that way about the Browns, but uh, you know, I'm hoping a few more things happen as well besides that. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, I said to him you know, when when we met him last week, I said to him, "What did you do when we won the Grand Final?" He said, uh, "I started drinking a lot of beer." He goes, "Then." Because then I started crying, and then he goes, "He goes, I thought of you and Jeremy." He goes, "When wondering what you guys were doing." That is so, that is great. Um, that is great, and yeah. I, I and and I hope the crying wasn't because he ran out of beer. I hope it was. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny to say that he said to me, he, he said to my because I, I had to take a phone call for work when we were, we were with him, and he said to my brother Nelson and Jeremy, he goes, oh, "I'd offer you, I'd offer you a beer, but." I've ran out. I've drunk it all. Celebrating. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Charlie loves a beer, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, he loves his uh, loves his beer, Melbourne, and his horse racing. So. <laughs> okay. And, you know, yeah. you know, the actual finding of the house thing. It's it's kind of interesting because, as you were mentioning, you you were trying to figure out where he was in the neighborhood, but e- even if you were to go to you know, a house on that street and knock on the door and say, Hey, do you happen to know where, where Charlie, where Charlie lives on this street? That person's probably not going to know because, you know, I, the house that my wife and I live in, we've lived here for almost 25 years. And I'll be honest with you, the people that live three doors North of me, they've lived there for five years. If you gave me a list of names and asked me to pick out which name was theirs, I couldn't do it. I don't, I don't know them. You know, yeah. and it's and it's and it's partly because of the the mobile mobile phones and and this type of technology. Because I, I'll be honest, I speak to more people in Australia than I do on my own street. Yeah, it's 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 a shame because even when I was growing up, like as kids, we'd play footy and soccer on the street. You'd know everyone in the street. Mm-hmm. And where I lived, where I'm living now, I've lived here for about two and a half years, and. I'd hardly speak to my neighbour, to be honest. You know, like it's you don't if you don't see people on the street anymore. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, like you said, it's just mobile phones and yeah, exactly. It's a shame because exactly, there's, there's no yeah. sense of community anymore. Now, are you are you going to are you going to encourage Charlie to get a mobile phone so you can keep in touch with him a little bit more readily? Well, what, what we did before we left, me and me and Jeremy gave him our, our mobile phone numbers. And um, okay. we said, look, we'll take you to the first game. We'll pick you up to the, because he said, look, he goes, I don't go to as many games anymore because I don't drive. Uh-huh. I said, look, whenever you want to go to a game, give me a call. We'll pick you up. And yeah, I said to, uh, I said to myself the other day, I said, you know, for, after all that Charlie's done for me, taking me to games and all that sort of stuff as a kid and growing up, I think I might just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy him a membership. Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. very cool because I was going to ask you yeah. whether whether or not you and Jeremy were going to turn the tables and start taking him to the games. Now that was well, I was going to ask yeah, you that. So that's, that's kind of that's cool what, that you're doing that. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So you know, repay the repay all of the all the years that he he took us to games. You know. Yeah, so. and that's that that is that is really cool. And it's uh, you know this you know this this year was a was a, you know a crazy year again. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Are you, are you somebody who gets to, do you, do you get to the AFLW contest at all? Have you, have you supported the lady no, demons been, yet at all? No, I haven't been to an AFLW game. Um, my daughter's quite interested in football, but mm-hmm. uh, my daughter and my wife back for the Western Bulldogs, believe it or not. So, um, it was a bit of division in the household. Uh-huh. And every yeah, every week we'd look at the ladder and say, Oh, you know, Melbourne's better than the Western Bulldogs and no. the week after Western Bulldogs better I... than Melbourne. But you know, I'm yeah, look, if my daughter's 
keen on going to a game, I'll take it down to a game. Uh-huh. You know, but um, it's quite new and it's uh, it's in its infancy stage. Yeah, yeah. As as a, as a league. Yeah, so. and it's it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I've been you know it's you know I don't I don't watch uh, hockey or basketball here in the U.S. I mean, it's it's a great. You know, it's it's I've enjoyed the heck out of watching it, and and every year that you know in the what the five or six years it's gone by, the the level of competition has improved, and it's in as the skill sets have improved, it it's become it's become some yeah. pretty good some pretty good footy uh, to watch. I mean, there's some there's some there's a couple of players that I think they could actually you know could play in the men's comp. Uh, yeah, this, <laughs> the school level has improved yeah. in the last yeah from when it started about five or six years ago. You can tell. It's mm-hmm. improved, so yeah. So, are you you're excited to get? Uh, hope we get back out to the grounds this year. I mean, did you get to any games in 2021 before everything got locked up again? Yeah, I was counting. Actually, funny you say that. I did a survey a couple of days ago for the Melbourne Footy Club because there was a chance to win a couple of tickets to the best and fairest awards night they're going to have. Mm-hmm. And um, it said, "How many games did you attend in 2021?" And I, I attended eight. Wow. Game. Yeah. So um, pretty much every available game bar one in Melbourne. Okay. And, you know, it was interrupted because of a couple of COVID outbreaks we had here. Right, right. So, yeah, I watched eight games. There was one game I couldn't go because of work, but, yeah, I think Jeremy went to eight as well. Okay. And I went to a Collingwood-Richmond game as well. Well, because I went, I went, I went for work because I yeah. were hosting um, some some customers. So, well, we, yes, yeah, so I went to nine, nine games total, eight eight Melbourne games. As we were as we were talking about before we we started recording there, you know, I I you know I I did have to give the Richmond supporters a bit of a hard time for that that uh, that wonderful turnout <laughs> they had at, at Docklands when they played the Giants yeah. during the course of the season because they you know they couldn't cut through the jungle. To get from the MCG to Docklands, there it was such a you know a, a, such a tough trip to get there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know I, I I'm looking at, at this this whole story and just you know going back to you know the the origins of this. Your your parents coming from Malta, Charlie's parents or Charlie coming from Malta. This this could almost be something that, that could be turned into a book or into even like into a into I'm being serious about this. This could be turned yeah. into kind of a, a movie type, you know, not you know maybe kind of like you know, a, a TV movie kind of a thing where it's just you know it's like you know, um, you know we have a channel here that you know that that shows a lot of like what they call feel good movies. It's called the Hallmark yeah. Channel. I don't know if that's in Australia yeah, or not, heard, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is actually. But you yeah. know, this is that that kind of this is that kind of a story. You know that that has you know that the happy ending and you know the, the 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 positive things of life that you know we we get enough, you know there, there's enough superhero movies out there, you know there's yeah, there's yeah. there's enough DC and Marvel stuff. I'm, not my my thing, but then but then there are superheroes like Charlie, who helped yeah. get you and your your brother to the games for years. That you're turning the you know you're turning it around and and going to help him as well. So I, the, the question I was going to ask you is, uh, if we're making the movie. Who's playing you? Who's playing Jeremy? And who's playing Charlie in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie's a Charlie can be a bit rugged, so um, I don't know. Someone like uh, a Clint Eastwood type would be playing Charlie. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But for me and Jeremy, I'm not too sure. Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy's got the, uh, the the facial hair and, you know, I don't know, someone with facial hair, I suppose, would play Jeremy. But, uh, okay. I, that, I, know, play me, to be I know that that question was was way, you know, was, was coming from an angle. You weren't expecting that one at all. So that no, was no, just no. what I, I, I just <laughs> thought that was, I thought that was a great question to ask there. So, uh, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned that you are a, a New York Giants fan. So no, let I me, am, yeah. let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Can the D's can the D's repeat next year? I'm asking you that because the Giants are terrible this year. That's why I'm at. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even when even when the Giants won the Super Bowl in 2011 and they yeah. didn't even make the playoffs the next season. Um, yeah, look, they've got a young list. Um, I think it's about 16 players under 26. Yeah, I mean it's um, and you know players like Luke Jackson and Cosie Pickett are only 20, 21 years old. Yeah, you know and. There's, there's yeah look 
anything less than finishing top four next year would be a disappointment, in my opinion. Yeah, and and, and I think with the list they've got, they they could be up there for three, four years competing. Mm-hmm. It's it's got to it's um, got to feel good to be a D supporter right now. Not only not only because you won the premiership, but looking ahead, as you said, a couple of years. I mean that that window is wide open for you guys. It is, it is, you know, and it reminds me of a Richmond type scenario, uh-huh. where you know there's possibility to to do that. Not saying it's going to happen because you need a lot, you need a you need a lot of luck, and b you've got to stay healthy. I think you've got to. I think you've got to refresh the list somehow too. Right, like, right. I, I, like, I like the pickup of Luke Dun- Dunstan from from St Kilda. Mm-hmm. He just provides a bit of midfield depth. Yeah, because you know there are times where Jack Viney doesn't play the full season with his foot bothering him. So having a Luke Dunstan type to you know fill in is um, is going to provide a bit of depth. And I think players like Luke Jackson, Cosy Pickett, Tom Sparrow, Tom Sparrow really played well in the finals, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just those type of players are going to improve. And then you've got. You know, Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca and and Max Gorn are always going to play well. Right, right. And and I yeah. and I th- I think that your your situation might be a little bit different than than Richmond's in a way because I I think you guys are even younger than when yeah, Richmond are. when Richmond got yeah. into this you know winning three out of four. I mean, I think you know you, you look at your list. You're even a, you know overall you're probably a couple of years younger than than they are. It's just can you keep the can you keep the gang together? That's right. Yeah, I suppose salary cap issues might right, play right. a part. And, and the other thing is, and I, 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 um, I said to my brother, this guy's a pretty big loss. Is Darren Burgess, who was our head of fitness. Mm-hmm. He's he's left. He's gone. He's gone back home to Adelaide, and um, he's become. Well, he's joined the Adelaide Crows. So I think okay. he might be a big loss. He was he was uh, vital in keeping our players fit. We had a really good run with injuries. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, and I have to admit, you know, when I when I did my ladder predictions at the beginning of the year, I I didn't even have the D's in the finals. I think I had them ninth. Neither, neither, neither yeah. did I, to be honest. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I I did I did have the bull I had I had the Bulldogs playing in the grand final, but I didn't have the D's in the top eight. And I I, yeah, I had well, I had Fremantle in the eighth spot, and they just they just couldn't score enough goals this year. I mean, plus they, they were they were really. ravaged by injuries this year too. They were too, yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a running joke with me and my mates. Because after uh, we lost to the Bulldogs in a preseason game, I said to him, I said, I think, I think we're going to finish in the bottom four. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't see it happening. Yeah. And then I think what made me believe was that win against Richmond in the Anzac Day Eve game. In round five, I think it was, five or six. Yeah. And um, I went to that game and I said to myself, yeah, we might we might be. I didn't think we'd win the grand final, to be honest with you, even mm-hmm. at that point. But I, I, after that fifth game, I thought, yeah, we we should make finals here. Mm-hmm. Now I've been yeah. five and zero in that, so yeah, it was it was very surprising, put it that way. Now I I know I I, I kind of poked fun at the Giants there, but uh, you know, being a <laughs> Cleveland Browns fan, who you know we've had, you know two decades of misery, you know, the, the, the giants, you know, they, they do have uh, coming up next year. They do have two, two first round draft picks. They've got an extra Correct. first and an extra yeah. third. So that's, that should yep. bode well for them. Uh, so that might help them out a bit. Now I had, I had one, of, <clears throat> excuse me, one other question I wanted to ask you before we wrap up here. Cause I know it's after midnight for you right now. Um, what's the first thing that you did when the lockdown ended that you weren't able to do under the <laughs> lockdown? Well, um, we only really came out of lockdown yesterday. Okay. Um, so it's um, we had to get a we had to get to seventy um, percent double vaxxed um, in the state of Victoria. Right, right. Um, retail shops aren't even open still. Um, I think the only thing they really opened was um, hairdressers and pubs and restaurants. Well, what more so, do you need? What more do you need yeah. than that? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm overdue a haircut because I haven't had a haircut in over three months. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so um, that's why I got the hat on, the premier yeah. hat, by the way. Well, abs- as you should. I, I noticed a sweatshirt as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Arrived yesterday, actually. Um, Good deal. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I, I work six days a week myself, so okay. didn't have much time to do much yesterday, but. Um, my daughter and, went and, back to school yesterday. And, and what, what do you what do you do? What's your what is your career, if I may ask? Uh, I work for a, a company called Boral Concrete, and okay. um, I, I, I call my official title is a site coordinator. So I go on site, make sure our customers are getting service. Okay, trucks at regular intervals, um, and liaise as like, like a, a customer liaison, pretty much. Okay, between. Oral and and the customer make sure they're happy, you know, take their orders, see what uh, what works coming up in the next few months and all that sort of thing. So okay, um, been with the company for about seventeen years, so yeah, long time. But um, yeah, enjoy it. It's a good job. Good deal. And, um, good deal. Yeah. So so you're you're thinking good as you said you're thinking good thoughts about the D's heading into next year. Um, yeah, I yeah I. I there and there are several. I don't know how many podcasts you actually listen to, or if you do listen to any at all. I know there's one that's a that's a D's focused podcast. I think it's called Attention to Detail, is what it's called. Attention to Detail, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's there's another uh, gentleman who's on a, a does a show called Lace Out Podcast, which is a, a guy by the name of Chris Peppers, who is a just an absolutely rabid D supporter. Just just a <laughs> uh, and I actually have one of his stickers on the back of my van as well. You know, I've got. I'm that I'm that weird guy that has ten footy related stickers on the back of my van here in the United States. So, uh, and people wondering what the hell are all of those? <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up in my teens, um, that's when I started to watch NFL. Uh-huh. And um, me and my brother, my older brother Nelson, we used to get up at three, four in the morning. I still do to watch the Giants. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to have any any. Anything I could find my hands, you know, get my hands on in terms of the NFL. You know, I remember Billy or merchandise or, right, right. or um, you know, apparel. I'd get. It didn't have to be New York Giants. So I've still got a, a starter jacket from 1995, which is a Green Bay Packers jacket. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just, um, yeah, anything I could get my hands on NFL-wise. I used to even write to teams to get catalogs. Uh-huh. And they'd send me catalogs. The Green Bay Packers were probably the best um, team in terms of sending me catalogs and stickers. And do you, do you know why that is? Because the, the, Green uh, Bay, the Green Bay Packers are as close to an AFL team as the NFL has because they're not, they are, they are owned by the fans. fans. Yeah. They're owned yeah, by the, it's not, it's not, there's not a billionaire owner of that team. And that's, that's why if, you know, and you know, if you're an AFL fan and you're looking for an nfl team to support and you want something that's kind of close to home being a packers fan is not a bad thing to do because they it's so close to to what the afl does and it's it's kind yeah, of so cool. like, that relationship if I had is to great. Pick a second team would pro- it would probably be the, the green bay packers mm-hmm. the reason i've become a new york giants fan is um for my 12th birthday my oldest brother joe he bought me a, a new york giants bomber jacket okay and i was about 11 or 12 and then i started watching Back then, we had an hour of NFL highlights on uh, Channel 2. A guy, an American guy by the name of Don Lane used to host it. And um, it used to be on yeah, Saturday afternoons, and I'd watch it every week religiously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's but now you've got games live. I've got what we call NFL Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, yeah, so, so I'll watch that every. Yeah. I mean, that so we, have the, yeah. we have the, we have the, the, um, what's called the watch AFL app here where I get all of the, uh, I can watch all the games live. I can go back and watch, you know, games going back. I think the 2017 they've got loaded up on that site. All of the, all of the Fox footy programming. So, you know, uh, on the couch and uh, 360, 360, those kinds of things. I get, I get to watch, you know, 360. I watch, you know, every morning, you know, when I get into my classroom in the morning, I'll pop that on and, you know, watch Robo and, and Mr. Waitley on there. I would love to, I would love yeah. to get him on the show. And actually I, what's kind of interesting is I, the last, yeah, he wasn't here last year, but the last two Super Bowls prior to that, he's come here to the States and he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's broadcast the, the Super Bowl with Larry Fitzgerald's dad. 
the oh, receiver from the Cardinals. So I've I've yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've turned down the the TV volume and listened to Waitley's call on the radio of this and watched the Super Bowl and listening to his call because I just it's it's great hearing his perspective of 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 the game here. It's kind of it's kind of a yeah. neat thing to do. He's, he's he's one of the better commentators. Um, mm-hmm. I, he's he's basically. The reason I watch AFL 360 is he's, he's really insightful. He, yeah, yeah, he's, he's good to watch. Yeah, so, and it's yeah, just some just some really you know great people that are on there to you know to to learn from and I, and I and that's part of the reasons I watch them is to to learn more about the game as I'm digging further and further into it from these folks and you know try to keep up with the current stuff and then start to scratch in at some of the older things. It's like me when I'm watching the NFL, like listening to Tony Romo. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah, you know, with his special comments and yeah, like he's just even just by him looking at a formation, he can tell what run, what play they're going to run. Yeah, yeah, it he is it's it, impressive. It before they before before they actually snap the ball. Yeah, it's impressive. You know, it's, just, it's amazing. Yeah. Now, the last thing I'm going to ask you before we close out here, and you mentioned that you know you were you were getting your hands on any kind of NFL stuff you could have, regardless of team. Now, I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a cat supporter, and yeah. you know I only have. I only have, you know, I've got a couple cats, polo shirts. I've got a Guernsey that uh, uh, somebody sent me that I'm, I can almost fit into. I've, I've lost quite a bit of weight and I can almost get into it and wear it in public and not look too silly. Uh, <laughs> but if, uh, you know, as somebody who's, you know, as you were kind of, kind of promoting the NFL uh, with yeah. you wearing different things, as long as I'm not saying, hey, I've become a D supporter or I've become a Sun supporter or whatever, if I, if I, is it, is it okay in your mind? If I, if I find a, uh, a, you know, a polo shirt or something like that, you know, of, you know, of another club, if I wear that, you know, to school, is that, is that okay to do if I'm a cat supporter is that, or is, am I going to lose my membership card for doing that sort of thing? I don't think it's, it's too bad, but it's, as long as you don't wear an Essendon shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Harper, Harper, I'm sorry. I, I, I have a young man who does a podcast who's a, a an Essendon supporter there. So Harper, that was not a prompted response there. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's like there's teams that people don't particularly like, and yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny that, that came up. I went to watch Essendon Melbourne this season, and um, me and Jeremy couldn't get tickets. And there's a guy at work who's an Essendon supporter, and he couldn't make the game, so. He gave me his tickets, so we sat amongst the Essendon fans, and yeah, geez, where were you experience? Yeah. Were you now? Did you were you wearing your D's gear, or were you just like wearing it just a you know? Yeah, yeah, we were wearing okay. our D's gear. Okay, and, but, you know, they, they, were, they were pretty vocal mm-hmm. against the uh, or against all the umpiring decisions that yeah. they weren't getting. And um, at the end of the game, my brother was uh, waving his uh, Melbourne scarf around and trying to. Uh, <laughs> Trying to goad him a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah I know. Funny, about about ten years ago, about ten years ago, when my my brother in law and his family were still living in Minnesota, and we'd gone up there to visit, uh, I went to a Vikings and well Redskins game, and wore, wore a you know Browns hooded sweatshirt to the game, and people were looking at me like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, hey, I'm from out of town. Sorry. <laughs> That happened to me when I went to Seattle to watch the Giants in Seattle. Uh-huh. I was walking down the main streets of Seattle and my Giants hoodie and yeah, people looking at me funny. But, yeah. oh, that 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 neon green. I, and I was when I was in the Navy, I was stationed very near Seattle. But that I don't think I could wear that neon green that they have in their uniforms. That just is not. Yeah, it's, it looks, it's, it's just odd. Older uniform, their older uniforms look better. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Well, hey. Damien, this has been a lot of fun. I I don't want to keep you up any later than I have already, but I, I I truly appreciate you taking time to, to tell this story because I think this was this was a uh, a really neat story. And I and when I saw it, like I said, I, I want to talk to this guy. I really do. And I, and I'm so glad that you said yes to come on. Uh, no, 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 you know, no. Charlie, Charlie, if you know if you listen to this, and I and I hope that they share it with you so you can check it out. Charlie, you are one hell of a great man for you know your years of hard work that you did but also for helping to turn damien and jeremy into lifelong footy fans sir i tip my cap to you for that 
Thank you so very much. Damien, before we go, any anything you want to close with before we wrap up here, sir? No, just uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. And um, yeah, it was just you know, great to uh, tell Charlie's story and the way he molded me and Jeremy into being Melbourne fans. Um, you know, without him, we wouldn't have been Melbourne fans. And yeah, yeah. Well, you could have ended we, up we, being a Geelong supporter. Yeah, where we grew up, it's a big, it's a big Western Bulldogs stronghold, so to uh -huh. speak. Um, we grew up in the Western suburbs, and um, very rare to find a Melbourne supporter out that way. And um, yeah, like oh, grateful for for Charlie to you know to take us to the games when we were kids, and yeah, like what I experienced four weeks ago, uh, I'll never forget. That's that's so, fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. And I, you know, I will I will share the image that you shared with me here in the uh, the stuff that I put up on Instagram, and I'll I'll put a link to it as well in there. But Damien, I thank you so very much for coming on, sir. I hope you have a fantastic well it's evening. It's midnight now, so um, yeah. have a great night. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Uh, Giants, who they got this weekend? Or are they on the uh, bye this week? Uh, Carolina, actually. Oh, that well with McCaffrey out. That's 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 maybe yeah, a chance, that's a maybe. A chance, we got, yeah, we got a lot of injuries as well. I think yeah. Saquon's out again. So yeah, Kadarius Tony's out as well. So uh, I'm just I'm hoping the Bears don't have a good season, so we can maybe have two top ten picks. But we'll see that what be, happens. That'd be great. That'd be great. So, ladies yeah. and gents, uh, my guest has been Damian Buttigieg. Damian, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks, I Frank. appreciate thanks it. For and you bet. And again, a huge thank you to Damian Buttigieg for taking time out of his Saturday night to come on and uh, talk a little D's footy and to tell what I think was a, a really, really fun story. And again, Charlie, if you're listening to this, thanks again, sir. You, uh, you instilled a love of a game into two young men uh, for a lifetime and something you should absolutely be proud of sir so again as i'd said before i do tip my cap to you uh before we wrap up i did want to get into this episode's club of the episode and they are the austin crows and last weekend actually it's been almost uh, two weekends ago now the crows won the division one premiership at the usafl nationals in austin texas uh in a tournament that they happen to be hosting and they defeated the Houston Lone Stars and the Dallas Dingoes in their prelim games before beating the New York Magpies 10-8-68 to 2-2-14 for the Premiership. A great job by the Crows in not only winning the tournament but hosting a fantastic tournament where you had clubs you know, getting an opportunity to travel cross-country for the first time in a couple of years to a tournament. So terrific that you could do that. Uh, I am going to be talking with a... Uh, member of the Crows a little bit later on this week. Ben Martinez is going to be joining me, played on that Premiership winning side. Uh, he's going to be joined, hopefully, by Rick Shaibani, who's been on the podcast before, way back at the beginning of the podcast, and I've had him on a couple of other times as well. And uh, Rick plays with the L.A. Dragons, and he also spent a year uh, working and playing footy in Australia a number of years ago. And if you haven't listened to the interview that I did with Rick. Uh, this was back in the spring of 2020. It was a fascinating and fun interview because I actually reached out to his club from Australia and asked them to write some, I don't want to say embarrassing questions, but ones that were certainly going to generate a laugh uh, from Rick about his time with the club. So Rick is hopefully going to join Ben, and Ben is uh, Ben is somebody who's very much involved with with footy, uh, also is in in training and health and that type of thing. And if you're somebody who's involved with the Clubhouse app, which is a really neat app for just getting on and, and discussing things with people, I listen to some some uh, discussion rooms there dealing with podcasts and that sort of thing. Uh, ben is very much involved in that as well. So it's a great job by the Crows and. Uh, I will put links to the Crows uh, websites up on the uh, show notes for this episode as well. And before you uh, go, don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast at my new website at yankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll consider checking it out. Uh, you can leave me a voicemail there. You can share your views on an issue. You can ask me a question. You can get on my mailing list there as well. Uh, and also, if you're somebody who's interested in possibly being a guest on the show, 
you can uh, register as a guest up on my website as well. And once the draft is over here in the next couple of weeks, my goal is to have discussions with uh, supporters of all 18 of the AFL clubs as well as all 14 of the AFLW clubs about the results of the draft, the trade period with it, with their club, and then also the the upcoming season for the AFLW because I really want to talk that up. I think it's going to be a, a, a banner year for the AFLW. You know, we're very close to seeing um, the final four clubs come on board, and that I think that's going to be a great thing to see see happen to expand the game even further at the AFLW level. Uh, remember, folks, if you like the show and you want to help me out, you can go to the Buy Me a Coffee page, which is linked in the bottom left-hand corner of my website, and you want to help out the show that way, that's fantastic. You can also stop by the uh, store page uh, on Redbubble and check out the gear that I have there. Uh, and again, as I would mentioned, if you're interested in being a guest, pop over there and fill out that uh, register as a guest form. Now, now that you've finished listening, I hope you'll consider leaving me a five-star review over on uh, Apple Podcasts. You could actually do that through my website as well. Remember, you can also reach me at yankonthefootygmail.com and on Twitter at yank underscore on, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at yankonthefooty. And I do have my, my podcast YouTube channel up as well. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, I do, do strongly encourage you to check out the mailing list there. Now, folks... We're getting into the, uh, the the slow part of the season here as far as footy's concerned. The draft is about to take place, and uh, I'm still planning on and reaching out to guests and, and talking footy during the, uh, the downtime. I hope you'll join me on that journey as I learn more about the game and as I try to bring this game to, um, to fans here in the States or new fans here in the States and to engage with those of you who are listening in Australia. And I... I cannot thank you enough, those of you who do tune in. I hope you'll consider sharing the show with your friends and family. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode 109 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and, foot, and on Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. And hopefully you'll check out my website, ayankonthefooty.com. Please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And as always, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. <laughs>